Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We've been gone for a while. Been a prolonged hiatus. That's uh, that's what happens when you're close to graduating from school. Yeah. End of the semesters get pretty crazy. Uh, but we're back. The HTTH podcast. Me and James today. Follow him at JRHow92. Of course, follow me at Mark Tinsley Jr. Follow the podcast at the HTTH podcast. Follow our other uh, comrades. Josh, he's at I'm Josh Heath. Follow Brian at BT5042. He's the masked man of the program. Josh, as I just said, into the semester, so things are getting kind of crazy for us as we're yeah. winding down here in our college career. Um, NBA playoffs? Started today. Starting today as we speak. Uh, baseball's getting there. It's, you know, we're one weekend, a half weekend, almost two weeks in. And we mentioned playoffs. That does not include the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Uh, still a little sore to talk about that. <laughs> we had an interesting press conference from one Larry Bird the other day where – Larry said some things that I think everyone is surprised, even how candid Larry Bird is, is surprised at what he said at his press conference. Yeah. Um, the cold weather is gone. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I guess you can <laughs> find a silver lining in the Pacers not being in with the warm weather, I guess. I don't I don't know. You I'm got, still a little sore. Over you it. got Indy 11 firing up around here. You got the Indians, of course, firing up around here. We've been out there the past two days, one and one for the Tribe. With us in attendance, that is. It walk off thirteen inning last night. We yeah. were there for a while, um, but you know we'll jump right into it on the old NBA playoffs. Not as interesting to me that the blue and gold aren't in, aren't participating in the playoffs. I it, it's just better around here. The morale's better around here when the Pacers are in it. Yeah. Um, just because you know the Pacers not only being synonymous with the playoffs. You get Pacers and Racers if you advance into the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, with Paul George coming back and besides his strained calf in the last game of the season, the team looked like they were kind of hitting a little bit of a stride where they might have been able to cause a little bit of noise in the playoffs. Not saying they would have won a series at all. Yeah. But they they played well. Um, but they just ran out of gas in the last game, especially. We'll get to the dude in the middle yeah. later on, I'm assuming. But yeah. you play a double overtime game the night before, and then you go to Memphis against a team that's fighting for seeding to avoid, I think, the sixth seed. And Big Spain just rips your heart out and – I tweeted the picture out of um, Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber when he rips the Chinese dude's heart out, <laughs> and that was that was that's what Big Spain did to Roy Hibbert, us as Pacer fans, did it to David West. the Indiana Anybody Pacers, David West, Paul George. Yeah, he just stuck his arm in there and just pulled out and ripped our ripped every. He just ripped Indiana's heart out. Yeah, season was just one game too long for the Pacers. Um, you know, the whole city. You know, you kind of men it kind of lo lowers morale when the team's not in. The whole city, I kind of feel like, is on a hangover from the Final Four. You know, there's so much going on, and then a week later, you're like, oh yeah, this is just Indiana again. What are we gonna find to do? Um, 
So, you know, when the Pacers can be in the playoffs, that I mean, that just makes the city more alive. And that would have been nice to see. But, you know, like we said, Memphis uh, was a little bit more ready on that last game of the season. Um, our big guys were just drained from playing two over. I mean, Hibbert was hustling harder than – and he hustles. I'll give him that. We're going to knock on him here in a few. He hustles, though. And, I mean, he was hustling harder than he had all year in that game the night before. And then, let's see, game ended about midnight. Uh, you have a game in Memphis, what, 21 hours later? You got to fly there, try to get some sleep, get a morning shoot around in. You know, it just, I don't know. Schedule didn't work out for him. Um, and, you know, I'm not defending him because – if you really want to be in the playoffs, don't put yourself in the position that you have to win on the last night of the season. In Memphis, yeah, against the Grizzlies team that you know is going to be tough to score on. Mm -hmm. And you don't lose seven games to opponents that you should beat. You don't lose four games almost back-to-back-to-back to back to back against Brooklyn and the Celtics, mm -hmm. and you're in the playoffs. You don't have to even play the last game of the season. Yeah. So, I'm – you know, they played all the way to the end. I think if we look back on it, I think that they exceeded yours and I expectations yeah, tenfold I mean, because we were talking at the beginning of the season how is this team I, even going to score. We, I mean, if I remember right, we were 26 to 28 wins. That's where we thought they'd be. And what – I think they ended with 37, I think. So, I mean, yeah, 10, ten wins, bold. Outplayed my expectations. Outplayed your expectations. Outplayed, realistically, everyone's expectations, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> given the circumstance of how the season started with no Paul George, obviously, no David West, no George Hill. And, you know, they fought. It was a good thing to see. Um, but at the end of the season, a few days after the regular season's ended, start of the playoffs, the Pacers are where I hoped they wouldn't be in basketball hell. Yeah, quote unquote, purgatory. With stuck somewhere in between, just missing the playoffs, but not bad enough to get a great lottery pick. Mm -hmm. Um, so in Indy, you have a bunch of NFL draft talk, which is is what it is, yeah. and you're waiting on the draft lottery in about a month. As If the Pacers were in the playoffs, you wouldn't have to hear all the stupid draft talk yeah. about mock drafts. Yeah, I mean, and listen, no mock draft matters until the lottery's done, in my opinion. I don't pay attention to any of them. Um, I look at the players, see what the talent is, but I honestly I don't look at where anybody's going to be picked until the lottery's done. Because, I mean, just like last year, I mean, would the Cavs have the ninth best chance? Number one pick. I mean, nobody was predicting the Cavs to have that number one pick. So, every mock draft went to the trash. So, I, I just don't, I don't pay attention to any of it. There's been a lot of talk of the Pacers' chances at getting a top three pick. Um, I want to go ahead and tell you that's not happening because the Pacers aren't lucky. Um, <laughs> and that, I mean, that's just straight honesty right there. Uh, they're probably going to have, if they get lucky, they can maybe move up to eight or nine. But I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be twelve. Realistically, you're looking ten to fourteen. Yeah, 
and you're looking at I mean, if you listen between the lines on the Larry Bird conference, uh, press conference, you're looking at a, maybe a forward. Yeah, I mean, and you that's what it sounds like. You got me um, wind of the press conference yeah. yesterday because Larry was straight dropping bombs left and right at his press conference. It was Roy Hibbert's basically it, done. It was beautiful. Okay. In Indy. That was um, a beautiful press conference. David West wants to be back. C.J. Watson will not be back with the team. Um, he he was completely honest there. They want a whole new style of play mm-hmm. next year, which is, in my opinion, telling Frank, hey, what we've been doing is not working, so mm-hmm. some of this is on you. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be hard to transition from back to the basket, grind, pound, to finesse up and down the court like Larry apparently wants to play. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to get a lot of pieces in here. Um, and, of course, it's going to be a lot different when Paul comes back at full strength next year because he showed a lot of good things. And going back to the team losing those games – if Paul was as good as he looked in the seven games that he played, I don't know why they waited so long to bring him back. Yeah. Um, because the team – I mean, you could tell the team got a boost when he was, he was on the court. Yeah. Um, but you're going to get a lottery pick in here. You're going to get a young kid in here unless somehow you're using that pick to – kind of leverage somebody to maybe take a Roy Hibbert. Larry, Larry didn't close the door on moving that pick. Larry's done it before. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's not afraid to deal. Mm-mm. By no means is his record spotless, but if you can – you know, if – Larry basically said any, we'll listen to offers on anyone. No. Yeah, yeah. George Hill, I thought, had a great season. Um he was really underappreciated, I felt like, by me included, by everyone. Uh, and he really played well this season, especially. He was basically the engine of the team this year. Yeah. And he was out there literally on E, trying to do whatever he could. C.J. Miles had a pretty good year. Stucky, Bird said he'd like to have Stucky back. Said he'd like to have Luis back, which was kind of a surprise to me, uh, considering the age. Mm. But how they want to play – Luis is a better option than any other big on the roster. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. Um, if they're not changing the play style, he he should probably go. Um, if they're trying to get smaller, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Scola and West out there because you know. And he hinted at that he wanted to see Luis and West out there more. Yeah, we probably will see Luis and West out there more. Um, but. The overall thing from the press conference was they're basically going to try to say whatever they can to get Roy Hibbert to decline that they're, option, yeah, even though it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing everything they can, and that's obvious. Um, you know, they say they want Roy back, but uh, take that with a grain of salt based on everything else they said. It's about like saying you want Lance Stevenson back and then offering him that deal and – not good, good old Larry else. Legend even had a little dig at his old born ready player <laughs> yesterday. 
um, talking about stealing rebounds. That, that press conference was gold. It was <laughs> – it, it shocked me. Yeah. Just, you know, out how truthful he was and saying stuff that literally like he was reading everyone in Indiana's Twitter account. Yeah, exactly. Or, um, you know, listening to every talk show around. Mm-hmm. But – I digress on the Pacer talk because we do have good basketball going on. The NBA playoffs started today with Washington and Toronto. Mm-hmm. How do you see these playoffs going out? We'll go through the matchups. Yeah. We'll give you our first-round predictions. Um, it's There's a lot of intriguing matchups up and down the board, I feel like, in my opinion. And there are some series where – I think people are going to be surprised. Um, maybe not that the team pulls through and wins the series, but how competitive yeah, the series yeah, how is. How competitive. That's going to be a big thing in the first round, I feel like. Because this is this is a, a season where I really don't know who I would give like and say, that's my champion. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick a favorite out of the boat, I'd pick Golden State. But – uh, this is, you know, we've had the Heat every year now for four, wait, four years, four-year run, and it was so easy to say how the Heat are winning. Um, even last year when they lost, and the first year when they lost to the Mavericks, everybody had them winning. Um, you know, it's just, we, it's I guess, five years now since we've really had a playoffs where a team was just not ex- – like there wasn't one front runner in front of everybody else. And, you know, that's how I usually like it. I don't like the team having a target on its back and everybody's just gunning after it. Well, you know, you pencil the heat in, like you said, yeah. the last four years, you pencil them right into the finals. Exactly. And that's, it, that's what you do. You, you knew they were going to be there. Mm-hmm. They had some bumps along the way. But they were never in doubt of not making the playoffs because they had LeBron, they had Wade, yeah. they had Bosch. They were going to be there. Yeah. Um, this year, your two number one seeds – it doesn't seem like really people believe in them mm-hmm. all that much. Um, typically, they're not; they don't play styles that win the championship. You know, jump shooting, and in Atlanta's case, no real guy you can give the ball to and say, "Get me a basket." Yeah, they're this what Spurs East. Everybody calls them Spurs East without the one one of the greatest main cog that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. People just seem to overlook. There is no Tim Duncan in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, but it there are a lot of great matchups. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of scoring. You get Anthony Davis in the playoffs. Of course, you got the Splash Brothers as the number one seed. You got. Grizzlies, who are the traditional style of basketball. You mm-hmm. got MVP candidate James Harden in the playoffs. The Maverick, you know they're going to be a tough out. Yeah. Spurs, seems like people are overlooking them, of course. Yeah. Um, you got the Milwaukee Bucks, who have had a great turnaround with Jason Kidd as the head coach with a relatively no-name roster, <laughs> especially yeah. after losing Jabari Parker for the year. Yeah, I mean – um, I don't even think the average or the above average basketball fan could tell you the starting lineup for Milwaukee. 
They're a 500 team. That's a six seed. Um, and we'll probably talk about it more when we get to their matchup. But um, they're a threat for an upset on the Bulls, who have a lot of stuff going on personnel-wise and staff-wise that uh, it's kind of surprising for a team that has a three seed. So one matchup's already in the books, Wizards and Raptors. Mm-hmm. Wizards took game one yeah. in the series. I like the Wizards in this matchup. I'm not a real big believer in the Raptors. I don't really like the makeup of their team. Um, they're a jump shooting team that is – their jump shooters are inconsistent. Mm-hmm. DeRozan, one game, can give you – he you know, he can blow up for 40 points. And then he'll have a game where he shoots three for 16 or six for 20 like he did today and gives you 15 points. Yeah. He was close to a triple-double, but you look, Paul Pierce had 20 points. Playoff Paul Pierce is here. Yeah. Uh, John Wall didn't have a good game. Bradley Beal didn't have a good game shooting the ball. He had nine rebounds and six assists. He finished with 16 points, six for 23. Um, but I don't, I don't really like – I don't really like the Raptors team, so I think I'll go Raptors in that series. Um, and, you know, depending on if Lowry gets hot enough to win a game or two, it'll probably be a short series in my opinion. Okay. So Wizards in what, five for six? Wizards five. Okay. Not really much resistance. Um, it's a toss-up to me. Uh, I want Raptors. Uh, you know, Washington's confidence, you know, uh, it kind of resembled the Pacers last year post-All-Star break, uh, something happened. It wasn't, like, inside the locker room. They just – like, they lost, like, three really close games in a row, and their confidence just – I mean, like a cartoon taken off a cliff. It just exploded on them. Um, from there, it just wasn't it wasn't good. If you watch the Pacers-Wizards game, game 81 of the season, you could see it. I mean, uh, they looked flat. Whitman looked like he couldn't control them. So, based on just seeing that so fresh, I went Raptors. And I tweeted out my picks earlier today, and I had Raptors in five. But, you know, after losing today, I think I might have to change it to six. The Raptors just back John Wall off. Just let him shoot because he oh, will. Yeah. And he's, That's how you got to get it done. He's terrible. Yeah. He's 15-foot shots for him. That's how you beat them. Anything behind the free throw line. Yeah. Or probably a foot inside the free throw line. <laughs> end to end, open floor, he's probably the most exciting player in the league. Yeah. Other Le- than that, yeah. no thank you. Mm-mm. Next series, game that's going on right now, Pelicans-Warriors. Very exciting matchup. Anthony Davis, Splash Brothers, Kerr, Monty Williams. <laughs> Tyreek Evans, yeah, hometown Eric Gordon, yeah. There's a lot of star power in this series. Yeah, don't forget about Quincy Pondexter. Quincy Pondexter, the starting <laughs> three men for the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. You got the MVP. You got the Coach of the Year. You got Clay Thompson. You got Harrison Barnes, Bogut, David Lee. Another guy who gets counted out a lot. Um. I think this series is going to be a lot closer than other people seem to think based on Anthony Davis and his ability to basically do everything on the floor. 
I think the Warriors will end up winning it in six, but I think they're going to have to work for it. Yeah, I have the Warriors in five. Um, on complete honesty, I think the Pelicans win game one. Um, you know, we're kind of keeping an eye on it right now, and it's not looking great with Warriors already on a 10-0 run on them. But um, with the young, you know, they're young with playoff experience. I feel like they kind of come in so fired up that they'll take the first game. But then I, th- I just think after they put so much into the first game that they're done and they lose four straight. Um, also possible that they lose the first two and win at home. You know, it's not a great home fan base for New Orleans, but, uh, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll play into the home team's hands. The thing that scares you if you're playing the Warriors is their ability to make runs. Yeah. They start the game on a on a 4 Yeah. Pelicans running and they score ten straight. Yeah. They are they're literally a walking ten zero run. I feel like. Yeah, they really are. Just because of what they can do to you, they play great defense with Draymond Green as the anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, Curry, of course, is my MVP. Yeah. On the season, Steve Kerr is the no doubt head coach of the year um, with what he's been able to do. And to, you, as you progress in the playoffs, you'll see if the style of play that they play is going to be able to win them a, a championship against teams like Memphis and San Antonio mm-hmm. and even Dallas if they advance. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you got to like the style that they play because they score points, they get up and down, and – just they're they're fun to watch. I mean, uh, yeah. Steph is probably the one player in the in the league that you'll pay a lot of money to see if you had. Yeah, to, yeah, no doubt. Um, taking that away from LeBron, so I think Anthony Davis' star power keeps it close. But I think you know, Warriors ultimately win. Next one's the one you mentioned, Bucks and Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ultimately. There's too much – oh, man. There's too many good players on the Bulls. Um, you got Derrick Rose back. Yeah, I mean, they're they're still unhealthy to an extent. Rose isn't 100%. Noah's got some injury problems. Um, Powell's up in age. So, you know, he's not playing at 100% just because of stamina. I don't know. Um, Jimmy Butler's looking not like Jimmy Butler the past couple weeks. I don't really know. So I really leave it open that the Bucks could upset them, but I don't I don't I didn't pick it. I took Bulls in six. Um but man, uh of the upsets I've could I could have picked, that's probably the closest one I made to an upset. To me this series seems like the one that everyone's gonna pick, but they're gonna overthink themselves. Mm-hmm. Um I got the Bulls and I'll probably take the Bulls in five. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls sweep the Bucks. Just the way they play, uh, Pau Gasol arguably had the best season of his career. Um, they have great on defense, and everything that's coming out of Chicago is no matter what happens, Thibodeau's probably gone. Yeah. So, you know, there's always that little extra bit of motivation, if you will, yeah, to win one for Thibs. But I just. You know, Jason Kidd did a hell of a job. If Kerr and Budenholzer wasn't in the league, that's probably my coach of the year. Yeah, no doubt. For what he was able to do with that roster. 
um, with losing Jabari Parker, with trading your best player and bringing in Michael Carter-Williams. Hell of a job. Um, it's a team that I don't think anyone would have even touched for a playoff seed, let alone as high as they got. Yeah, I mean, they're a 500 team. Um, you can say, oh, Eastern Conference. What they, I mean, they won as many as they lost, so can't knock them too much. Next one's interesting. Mavericks, Rockets, potential MVP candidate James Harden. Yeah. Um, Dwight Howard's back in the fold. You know what you're getting out of the Mavericks. This one seems like a toss-up to me. Um, I think sooner or later you're going to have to see James Harden bring a team out of the first round. It's going to happen. Um, I don't know if it'll happen this year. Uh, I did pick Rockets, but I, like, if anything, I was going to bet on this series, it'd be that it goes to seven games because I think they're just going to throw haymakers back and forth. Harden will have one just freakish game, I think, probably 43 to 45 points or something, probably 11 and 6 or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to happen for Harden. Um, I really don't know who I want to pick, though, but I'm, I'm confident this is going seven games. And, you know, if Harden has that big game in game seven, then we know who's winning. It's a tricky, tricky series. Just because you don't know what you're going to get as far as, you know, you know what you're going to get out of Dirk, but you don't know what you're going to get out of Monte Ellis. You yeah. don't know what you're going to get out of Chandler Parsons, who's going to be playing his old mates. Yeah. You don't know because of health what you're going to get out of Dwight Howard. Um, how's Tyson Chandler going to play? Who else on the Rockets is going to step up? Is it going to be Ariza? Is it going to be Monte Yunus? Is it going to be Dwight be, Howard? Could is be it Josh going to be Smith Josh game. Smith? Is it going to be Terrence Jones? Patrick Beverly has shown the ability to hit big shots. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm going to go Mavericks just because I really don't like um, James Harden in the playoffs and – Dwight Howard is not 100%. I think that's why it sways – kind of sways me to Dallas. Yeah, it's a little bit of an and I And series. I really like Dallas. Just, yeah. I really like Dallas. Dirk Nowitzki, yeah. Carlisle. Um, I like Monte Ellis. Yeah. But he's he, he's kind of a shotgun player. Yeah. It's an odd series because it doesn't feel like a 2-7 matchup at all. I mean, it feels closer to a 4-5 than anything else. So, we'll move on to Sunday. Probably, I'd say, the biggest surprise playoff team, even more so than the Bucks, is the Boston Celtics. Yeah. As the seven seed going up against LeBron and the gang. Kevin Love in the playoffs for the first time. Kyrie Irving in the playoffs for the first time. Against Brad Stevens and his funky bunch. <laughs> because that's what they are. Making a lot out of nothing. They have... They have Brad Stevens and Isaiah Thomas Isaiah and a Thomas. bunch of spare bike parts. Yeah, Kelly O'Linick. nobody wanted. Brandon Bass, a bunch of guys that don't really fit in anywhere else. And don't even fit in really with the Boston Celtics. No, nah, but, you know, Stevens, we all know this in Indiana. 
phenomenal coach, saw an opportunity with the terrible Eastern Conference, and he took advantage of it, got his team in. Took advantage of it and really got on a nice roll down the stretch. Yeah. Um, after they got Isaiah Thomas, they really started playing some good basketball. However, I think in the end, I think this is going to be break out your brooms, folks. Same here. Four nothing. Yep, same here. Um, this I'll give Celtics one one close six point loss in game one. The the thing that this kind of feels like to me is the beginning of the Brad Stevens era in Boston. Mm-hmm. You got in the playoffs. Now you're now you're not going to be the feel good story. Yeah, I mean. You're not going to be the good point. Celtic underdogs, misfit toys. I mean, you're a playoff team now. It's either going to really hurt the Celtics or it's really going to help them because now those fans are going to be expecting playoffs to get in the playoffs year. every year. You got picks going forward. You gotta, you're going to have to start making some noise or the fan base is, you know, they're not going to get disinterested because it's the Celtics, but – you're going to be right back where you were. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, a team that makes the playoffs could have an entirely different roster next season, Boston. Minus yeah, that's a few true. pieces. That's, tr- that's really true. Um, the next series is the 1-8. The Nets, who barely got in by the skin of their teeth, playing terrible, terrible basketball down team. the stretch against one-seed Atlanta. I think Brooklyn will win one, but I think it's an easy 4-1 for Atlanta. Uh, I'm going Atlanta in six just because um, Brooklyn, they're pesky. And as soon as you pick them to get swept, they'll win one or two. So, I give them two. Brooke Lopez they, is playing really good. They're terrible. I, I can't say anything nice um, about them. The, the thing I worry about for Atlanta is they've never been in this situation. True. Um they have a lot of players who have never been the hunted. Mm-hmm. They've always been the hunter, as was the case last year in the playoffs. No Thabo Savalosha. Um, I, I have a feeling that's about to get really ugly, too. And that's so unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. that situation is going to get really ugly. But, yeah. you know, it's going to get ugly for them on the court, too, because he's probably their best defender. Yeah. Um. You know what, Jeff? What Jeff Teague are you gonna get? Are you gonna get last year's Jeff Teague? If you do, I think they can sweep Brooklyn. If you get that Jeff Teague, Al Horford's finally healthy to play in the playoffs. Completely, yeah. Paul Millsap, Kyle Korver, the three machine. Korver is gonna have to hit a lot of shots for them to make it to the finals. I feel like um, he's the X factor, in my opinion. Him or Millsap is what it feels like to me. Okay. Um, just because. Yeah. Just because it's Paul Millsap and you know, he's <laughs> nothing really talented. Nothing really ever expected out of him. But he's just really above average. Yeah. Trailblazers against Grizzlies. Another toss up. Um Trailblazers can't defend a single player to save their life, so I went Grizzlies. The only reason I think this is a toss up is because of Memphis's health. Conley's banged up. Mm-hmm. The grind filers banged up. Tony Allen. Um, but Marcus All, man, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah. Zebo, phenomenal. I think yeah, I think Zebo take Aldrich out of having an amazing series personally. 
Um, so you're gonna have you're gonna have after another monster Anthony Davis block, you're gonna have a great matchup with Zebo and Aldridge. Yep. You're gonna have a good matchup with Lopez and Gasol. Yeah. Depending if he's healthy, you're gonna have a good matchup between Damian Lillard and Grindfather. Yeah. That's probably who they're gonna put on him. No. I I just kind of looking forward. If the Trailblazers do win this series and they get the Warriors in the second round, Curry could maybe average 35 in that series because um, I think the Trailblazers gave nine or ten 40-point performances to opponents. They can't they can't guard individual players, and Lillard is probably the number one offender of that. So um, just looking forward, I think I'd just rather the Grizzlies win for a better matchup in round two. We saw what Portland was able to do last year. Damian Lillard going crazy. Yeah. Marcus Aldridge going crazy a few games. Um, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies based on experience, based on yeah. how well Marcus Gasol's playing. Zebo being able to go at LaMarcus Aldridge, go at whoever really they put on him. Not much depth for Portland? Uh, no. I mean, I really like how they have their center position lined up with uh, Lopez and you got Kamen and you got Leonard that can come in and, you know, he can hit a few jump shots for you, open it up a little bit. Unlike, but besides that, you're right. Nothing. Unlike the Pacers, I hope the big man on Portland will be able to do something in pick and roll with – with Big Spain. Yeah, that's true. Because if not, then they're probably – I mean, if, if Marc Gasol plays even in Iota like he did in the Indiana game, this is probably going to be a quick see-you-later series. Mm -hmm. They picked up Aaron Aflalo. He could be a, a key piece in this matchup. Yeah. But X-Factors, you know, you're looking at someone like Courtney Lee from the three-point line, possibly. Kalathis from the three-point line, possibly. What are you going to get out of them? Um but I, I I'll take I'll take the veteran squad, the Grizzlies. Yeah. Ultimately in this matchup. Same. Last playoff matchup is a matchup of a team that I really do not like at all. <laughs> um Clippers against Spurs. I despise Clippers. <laughs> Chris Paul is an amazing player, but he's the biggest crybaby in the whole entire league. I do enjoy Blake Griffin. I've really come to enjoy Blake Griffin over the years because of the way he's been able to develop his game from jumping to actually having a game. Mm -hmm. But it's San Antonio Spurs. They could care less what seed they got. Yeah. I, I'll take Spurs. I'll take Spurs in six. Too much toughness. Too much whining out of the Clippers. Too much whining out of Chris Paul. Um, and – Popple just coach circles around Doc Rivers. Yeah, I, uh, I have Spurs in five. A um, few just mental notes from me. Uh, I've always been on the DeAndre Jordan wagon. Uh, he had, I think, an unparalleled season shooting-wise. I think he shot like 68% or something crazy like that. Um, that's not going to happen against the Spurs. Um and every you know everything in my mind's telling me 
CP3 is going to come out and he's going to want to spite everybody because everybody believes what they've seen from him so far. The guy who can't play in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to – I don't know. Uh, He could come out and just spite everybody that's picking against him. And it is the Spurs coming off a championship year. They never have repeated. You know, maybe this is where they exit. But I'm still I'm still going to go Spurs in five just because I'm afraid to pick against them really this early. But um, I, I think another huge thing in this matchup is DeAndre Jordan's inability to hit free throws and Popovich's willingness to foul to you foul. over and over and over and over yep. and send you to the line. Because he knows you will not hit free throws. And taking DeAndre Jordan off the court is huge for the Clippers because that neutralizes their defense a whole lot. Yeah. Spencer Halls is probably going to be their X factor, what Spencer Halls shows up, Mm -hmm. if he's able to stretch for them. But in the end, I just think too much Spurs. Yeah, they're going to need Matt Barnes to really step up too. Um Kawhi's developed so much down in the post and everything now that uh, I think he's the he's the key player in this matchup. Not a lot of people talking about Ginobili or Parker. Um, this is their time. You know what you're going to get out of Duncan. He's going to look like he can play five more years <laughs> after the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe ten. Inevitably. Um, so I think you know I think we're both in agreement that we're going to get a lot of great matchups, a lot of good oh. games, scoring. A lot of good defense, mm-hmm. but a lot of good plays that beat great defense yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm looking for because you know, I have no rooting interest in it at all. No rooting interest. That's the one thing that I think will make it a little fun for me is I literally have no dog in the fight. Yeah, you can just analyze exactly what you see unbiased, you know, don't – don't give a care who wins, and I love that. First time in a while. First time in, I think, five years. So, Ended the streak of four straight. Still playoffs. hurts, but, hey, uh, you know what? It gives me a lot of more time to focus on my favorite sport, baseball. <laughs> Baseball's here. Yesterday, Jesus Christ himself rose up to Chicago. <laughs> Chris Bryant, 0 for 4. He's having a better day today. So, Cub fans, there you go. Um my team looking strong, Boston Red Sox, game winner last night against the Orioles. My team. Your team. Looks like a minor league well, team. Well, they got some work to do, that's for sure. Worst team in baseball right now. Record-wise, the worst team in baseball. Um, I've seen some good things just watching unbiased, unlike you. I've seen some good things. It's been rough. Brewers aren't hitting the ball right now, and that's what's been hurting them. They're banged um, up. They're banged up. They can't pitch. The pitching's let them down. They can't catch the ball. But <laughs> as I've told you, it can't get any worse. I, I guess. Uh, Cardinals, Brian's team. Doing what they steady. do. Yeah, you steady. Know, steady. Uh, Josh's team probably has the biggest surprise of the season. Yeah. A-Rod's return to baseball. Two home runs last night. Masahiro Tanaka on the mound today. They're getting contribution from a lot of players. Uh, pretty good record. But, 
you know, it, right now it's the teams that you expect that are doing really good. You look at the standings, Boston's in the lead in the East. Not a lot of people expected that. A lot of people expected Baltimore mm-hmm. or Toronto. Yeah, even Toronto. And Boston and in Tampa, you look at the standings, and 11 games into the season, they're atop the standings. Yeah. Um, Tampa's really pitching the ball really well right now. Yeah. Detroit, they're just on fire. They're going to lose today, but they're 9-1 and one right now going into today's game. Kansas City's coming out strong as ever. Yeah. After going to the World Series. Um, Minnesota at 4-6 and six is kind of a surprise just because the makeup of their roster. The AL West, which a few years ago was the best division in baseball, now looks like the worst division in baseball with the 5-5 five and five Angels leading the division. Not very good at all. Um, Seattle spent a lot of money. They're not doing much. They're not getting much. Nelson Cruz is, is playing well for them, contributing who they spent a lot of money for, but there's a lot of money on that roster to be a 3-7 and seven team. Yeah. Um, another huge surprise is the New York Mets. They're really pitching the ball well. They're Matt, doing everything right. Matt Harvey's at back. The moment. Um, DeGrom is having a huge year after winning the rookie of the year last year. Yeah. He's he's played he's pitched phenomenal. Yeah. Bartolo Colon's pitching really well. Yeah. Dylan G's not Dylan G's not doing terrible, but you know, he's anchoring the team, a yeah. young staff. Uh the closer familia is closing games for him. They're getting offensive production. Yeah. A team that has struggled that we didn't think was going to struggle, the Nationals. Yeah. We uh, knew Scherzer was going to do what Scherzer does. He's absolutely demolishing people. Mm -hmm. But that team, they can't catch the ball. Other than Scherzer, they can't pitch the ball. And they really can't hit the ball right now. They're basically their only hitter right now is Harper. Um Michael Taylor, replacement for Span, has stepped up a little bit. Yeah. But that team, their their defense early on in the season has is really mind-numbing to me. Yeah, I mean, how bad they've played on defense. Eight, eight games in, Ian Desmond had six errors. And that is a – that's record pace that no one in their right mind could ever predict. Um, I think it's kind of leveled off a little bit, but – and oh God, that was that, they started so bad, and you just wonder if expectations got to them. You know, it played too much into their minds with everybody picking them, including us. Miami, you're looking at three and eight after three hundred million from Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, still waiting on Fernandez to come off Tommy John. Middle of the summer, I believe. Not getting much. I know Matt Latos got blown up in his first start. Not too great in his second start. Dan Heron pitched pretty well. But, you know, you give that much money to one player and you take what you can get around him. That I mean, that's pretty much how it's going to be for what? How many years? Ten? Uh, a long time. Yeah. That's, long time. This is how it's going to go now. In El Central, your division? Of course, Cardinals sitting at the top. The Cubs, they've played well. I think Lester's done a lot worse than we all expected. Going from the AL to the NL. Yeah, he's killing me right now. Um, Cincinnati, absolutely foobar bullpen. Yeah. I mean, 
we watched their triple A team the past two nights and uh there's no way that these triple A guys can be as bad as their bullpen is. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, but no. man. Uh, Pittsburgh, eh. I, I, I yeah. think they'll they, they did the same exact thing last year. They'll come on hot probably last week of July, first week of August. I, I think you're looking at the year Pittsburgh kind of falls off a little bit. Um, just the makeup of the roster. Um, McCutcheon's come on a little bit lately, but he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, your team, Brewers, they're going to make a run once the pitching kind of settles in. I refuse to comment on them at this point. But, you know, hey, it's about like you were with the NFC South last year. <laughs> yeah. Just, toward the end. They're they're <laughs> current they're currently not worthy of where you just my oxygen. Where you just didn't want to. Um NL West, Dodgers on top. That's a good team. Adrian Gonzalez That's came out like a, a really, cannon. Really good, really good team. Uh Colorado surprising people at seven and three. Yeah, I mean they got three easy games against the Brewers. So it helped the record a little bit. Pitching's looking a lot better than I think people expected. Um, Nolan Arnato's really hitting the ball. Tulowitzki's back looking healthy. LeMahieu, we'll see how long. Their second baseman, LeMahieu, absolutely demolishing it. He was batting over 500 three days ago. Cargo looks to be healthy. Um, the Padres look strong. They made the blockbuster opening day move, trading for Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. And Archie Bradley is up for Arizona. That's what they got right now. And the Giants are struggling. It's a – what is it? It's an odd year. Odd year. So, Pirates, so, you know they're going to miss the playoffs. And yeah. then next year they'll be in the World Series. Yeah, Giants will be right back in it next year. So, when we talked a few months ago, I picked Boston and Nationals, and you guys laughed at me. Yeah. Um, called me Homer. Said I didn't know what I was talking about. My team's looking tough. Yeah. Pitching is kind of an eh right now. You're looking for a move to be made with the Bo Sox in the pitching department. Yeah. Koji Uhara is finally back healthy. Um, we'll see what we get out of Clay Buckholtz. And you, you, if, if the offense keeps hitting the way they're hitting right now, it's going to be tough to see them not where I want to see them. But they have got to get some pitching. Here's your 11-game update on all of us. You had uh, Red Sox Nationals. Josh went Angels over Nationals in the World Series. So Yeesh. He's not looking great, but neither am I because I had Nationals over White Sox. Yeesh. Yeah. Um, but, what, we have 151 games 150 games left. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Um, you know, that Angels team really surprises me how bad they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, pitching's not great, but you got the best player in baseball. You got Albert Pujols, who's kind of back to his St. Louis form. Mm-hmm. You got some young kids yeah. in the rotation. Um, but of course, paying $25 million to Josh Hamilton isn't doing you any good right now. Yeah, he's not batting too well. Not batting at all. Yeah, he's not batting at all. You're right. Um, got a pretty solid bullpen, and the rest of the division is terrible. So yeah. that's kind of 
them and the Nationals rotation has been my biggest surprise of the year so far, 11 games in. Uh, yeah, I'll go Nationals overall. My biggest surprise. You know, a lot of people pick that team to do a lot of great things, us included. And they are kind of looking like a, just an average team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but in that division, they'll find a level. I mean, Braves aren't going to stay hot forever. Yeah, you would uh, you would Phillies. expect the fra- the Braves to fall off yeah. eventually. Yeah. Phillies will start selling off pieces in – a few months. Marlins, you know, they're already where they are. Um, Mets, that's going to be real trouble for the Nationals. Mets, if they can keep hitting like they're hitting, um, just because you'd expect the pitching to do what they are doing right now, maybe not at this level, mm-hmm. but you'd expect the pitching to continue to do what it's been doing just because they got a lot of arms in there. Yep. A lot of arms in there that can really throw the ball. That's it. Yeah. Finally, we're back to yeah. it. We're going to try to get Finally back on Finally got another one in. A few more weeks left, and then we're we're free, as you will. Yeah. We got we will have mock drafts coming here soon Yeah. for NFL. It's, it came upon us really, really fast. It came so. upon us real fast. We're looking at about 12 days away from the draft. Yeah. So look for those mock drafts in the next coming weeks on the httpodcast.com. As always, follow us on Twitter at the HTTH Podcast, at Mark Tinsley Jr., at JRHAL92, at I'm Josh Heath, at BT5042 for Brian. Other than that, we'll see you again next week.